everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Power Within podcast. The Power Within podcast has on inspiring people with inspiring stories. My name is Trevor Evers. I'm your host. And in this episode, I have a fantastic guest. Her name is Karina McAvoy. Karina is a hypnotherapist based in Gorey in Wexford. And her practice is purely aimed at kids, teens and their parents. She is also the author of the books entitled Sometimes I Worry, How About You? And its sister book, Sometimes My Child Worries, What Do I Do? Fantastic. Karina, it's great to have you on the show. How are you? Well, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm truly honoured. I, I think your podcast is great. And you know what I love about it, Trevor is the title, The Power Within, because that is that just sums it all up, what we do as hypnotherapists, isn't it? It does indeed. It, yeah. it does, absolutely does. Absolutely does. And would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your journey? And Yeah, well, um, talking about the power within, when I was, um, so when I was a child myself, I was really quite anxious. Well, I didn't know I was anxious. I was just... I was worried all the time and I was just freaking out all the time about different things. And I remember my parents would say, God, you're very sensitive or don't be worrying about that. And um, I kind of I kind of felt, you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I why am I like this? And, um, you know, that kind of developed into my teenage years. Um, and I just really felt a sense of you know, there's something going on with me. I'm spending my time worrying. I had all of these, you know, thoughts going on in my head. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. What if this happens? That'd be really bad. And I can't cope with this. And, you know, really just worry, 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 worry. And anxiety, of course, we feel it in our body. So I would feel sick a lot um, in my chest a lot. And but yet everyone was saying that it was me. I was too sensitive and not to be worrying about this, not to be worrying about that. So I really just thought it was me. I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought everybody else was normal. And um, it this progressed then into my doing my leaving cert. And of course, being a real perfectionist and a real worrier, I, um, I eventually just had a breakdown doing my leaving cert. And um then I I just said, look at this, this, this is kind of not not the way to live. So my mom brought me to the doctor and I was put on medication, went to college. I struggled in college again, um, still kind of thinking it was me. The medication was to sort me out. Um, but I still had these thoughts and it developed then into OCD. So I had um terrible OCD going to college. Um, and it really did impact on my life in college. Like I remember sitting in lectures and I would have to get up and go and touch a radiator at the other side of the campus, because if I didn't, something bad was going to happen. And um, socializing was horrific. Speaking to people. I mean, I would never have ever, you know, done a pod podcast years ago. I wouldn't have spoken to a group years ago. Right. Um, no, never. And uh, like speaking to one people was you know one person was just it was just too much I couldn't um so after struggling through college I eventually then went and said you know there has to be there has to be something more to this 
And I, it has to be something more that I can do than just take medication. So I actually went and I seen somebody myself. And that was the first time I realized that there was something I could do about it, that I could actually change my own thoughts. And I just remember coming away thinking, wow, that is so powerful that I can do this. So I went in to be a secondary school teacher because I wanted to go back into that environment, Trevor, where I really fell apart. And I wanted to go back in to kind of be able to help the students that were falling apart. And I thought that maybe I was in a good position and to go in and kind of uh, pinpoint who needed the help. And so I went back teaching and I was, I was able to kind of pick out the students that were struggling a little bit because you know yourself, I mean, anxiety can be a very private thing, you know. I mean, I talk to my classmates now, 20 years later, and they would say to me, we never knew you felt like that. Never, ever, ever. And I felt like that too. And I'd say, I never knew you felt like that. You always seemed like you were fine. And they'd say, you always seemed like you were fine. Because yeah. it's all internal, isn't it? And the it body is it's all internal. Um, it's like your podcast, it's within. So, um, yeah, I was able to, you know, kind of, pick out the students anyway and because of what I went through um, I was able to help them but then I went back and I studied hypnotherapy because I really began to believe of the power within the power within our mind you know and that really just changed everything for me changed everything so I had my own two kids then um, at this stage, I was able to change my own thoughts. My life was fairly good. Everything was great. Uh, then I had two kids. And when I had two kids, um, I just reverted back into this real kind of anxious mammy. But I didn't recognize it in myself. But I was being really overprotective with my with my first daughter. I was really like, you know, I was doing everything for her and really protecting her, just keeping her really, really safe. And of course, she then became really, you know, nervous without me, anxious without me, separation, anxiety. So then I had to just go back and look at how I was parenting and um, look at all of that. So then I had my second child. And then after that, I said, I'm going to actually just open up a practice because I realized then when I had my own kids, how much anxiety was out there among children and it wasn't in it wasn't starting in teenage years it was starting and I could see like you know separation anxiety going to preschool yeah so I decided to do that so that's where I am now and now I work with kids teens and their parents brilliant brilliant and of course I met you at the Irish Hypnotherapy Conference back in May in which you presented at and may I say, you gave and delivered a fantastic presentation on the Sunday of the conference. And so well done. You, you. you really have a flair for, for what oh. you're doing. And, and I love all the different props that you bring in to your work as well. It's amazing. Yeah, the props are great. We have, where's Frankie? Frankie is over there having a little bit of a rest. But it's great yeah. when you're working with kids because... Um, Kids are just magical to work with. They come in with their little magical mind and they're they're fun, they're fascinating. 
I always loved, I love children anyway, love them, love them, love them. And if I went into a room full of adults and kids, I would just fear towards the kids. I think they're fascinating. I think the little, the, you know, their world is just amazing, isn't it? It's just amazing. Um, so I absolutely love working with the kids. They're so creative, aren't they? And they spend all of their time in this daydream-like world anyway. And they they're very creative. And as children, we have no limitations. And of course, we know the limitations are, are given to to children by us adults at times. Yeah, and the environment that they grow up in. And working with children can be quite easy because they they are not only do they have that amazing imagination, but they have no reservation in using their imagination, like zero. And we know at that stage, like, you know, even when they say seven, but I mean, seven, eight, nine, depending on the child, they don't have that blockage that are subconscious. They don't have that critical factor. So you can really get in there, you know, and root around and pull out the fears or whatever it is and put in all the really positive suggestions, which is fantastic. Absolutely. And, you know, it helps to have kids of your own as well. Um, I know from from here, uh, working in my practice here in Waterford, that it wasn't until I had my own two, Emma and Owen, and who are now 10 and 8, that I like developed my confidence in working with children because, you know, you're more like you have that hands on daily uh, interaction <laughs> with children is something that you can't, you know, you can't teach really, you know, and it's you can learn. But if you have kind of that uh, experience yourself, that daily experience, it really does help, doesn't it? Did you find that yourself? Yeah, Anna was my, Anna is my oldest. Anna was my guinea pig for everything. She was my guinea pig for everything. So everything that I do, I know coming from a parent, I know it works. I know it works because we've tried and tested it on Anna. And Anna was actually, this is the book that you were talking about. Sometimes I worry, how about you? This little guy, Mo is his name. He's worried at the front, but by the end of the book, he's quite happy. He's happy. (laughs) Yeah, Mo is kind of Anna, really, because everything that's in the book is stuff that we've done with Anna. And everything in the the parents' book is everything that I had to learn. Like, when I said learn, I went back and um, studied... um, some child psychology and really like just delving into everything the mind of the child absolutely everything and I really just put it all together um so everything that I do with parents I have been there and that's that's kind of what I love about this as well that I actually and I think it's the same for a lot of people who do um healing work we've been there we know it's not just that we've read textbooks and done you know got the certs and stuff like that we actually know what it is like what they're feeling and I think that's very very powerful you can read as much as you want but I think that sense of being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and knowing what it's like I think you just I think you can't beat that Absolutely. And they're so open to the power of suggestion as well. And, the, you know, as 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 we know, like they're so creative and not mm-hmm. for my own to like when they come into the office here, I have in the background, I don't know if you can see the blue uh, plaster icon. I do see that. Uh, yeah. And that's um, a happy cone. So when you touch it, it makes you happy. 
So when Emma and Owen come in here to my office, they're straight over to the cone, touching the cone. Look, (laughs) not that they need it, but it is the happy cone. And it's all about creating a magical experience for them, isn't it? When they come to see us as hypnotherapists. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the kids, they have their own answers as well. You know, I think one of the main things to remember is that you're working with the child. You know, I remember I'm working with the child when they come in and we're we're looking at this issue together and we collaborate a lot. Yeah. And they they come up with a lot of their own solutions, which is actually really important for children that we do allow them to come up with a lot of their solutions, because a lot of what I see is that we are just living in a world, Trevor, that breeds anxiety. It's just breeding anxiety. And indeed, anxiety is a real buzzword, isn't it? I mean, anxiety, one of the things, one of the main things I teach kids is that you have anxiety. Wow, isn't that fantastic? I'm delighted to hear that. That's brilliant. And the kids and the parents are going, what? Like, are you serious? Anxiety is really bad. Because it's such a buzzword and it's so demonized and it's such a negative word now that people have forgot that anxiety goes way, 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 way back to caveman times and it's what keeps us safe. So a lot of my work is psychoeducation and um, teaching kids that anxiety is really normal, it's really natural. And we do role plays, like we do plenty of role plays. Okay, let's take away your anxiety and pretend to be cars. You wouldn't know what you would find in this room. You wouldn't know what we would be doing. Um, But yeah, it goes back to actually just teaching that anxiety is okay. And I think that anxiety has just got a really bad name for itself. And so has anger. Um, Any negative emotion, um, you see, dare I go and call it negative emotion, because I don't believe there is a negative emotion, but any, any emotion that is uncomfortable to feel is deemed as negative but they're all yeah. messages, you know, they're all messages. They're all very important. So a lot of my work is actually um, teaching about emotions and that they're okay and that they're okay to feel and they're okay to experience in the body. And that's a lot of it. Sure. And do you feel that there's more awareness uh, in these times we're living in, especially when it comes to the schools in terms of uh, educating uh, the children on the, you know the power of their own mind and you know I know some schools have have mindfulness and do meditations and yeah. and so on like in comparison to say when I grew up in the 80s and like I was in a boys school full of like 40 or 50 per class we just know no. you know there was none of that there was nothing like that there was nothing like that um, and school has come a long way since I was in school as well. One of the things I actually really resent from school is um, on a Friday afternoon, the boys would get to go out and play football and run around and have great fun. But the girls would have to stay, stay in and sew, learn how to sew. And I would be saying, well, hang on, I want to be running around. Yeah. And, you know, I just, it, I, yeah. So it has come a long, long way. Um, yeah. There's a lot of pressure on on children though these days as well. Yeah. I mean, I remember back um, when I was doing the entrance exam to Samel's College for secondary school. That would have been back in mm-hmm. 1985, long time ago, folks. Um, but I really I flunked 
the entrance exam simply because I was I spent all of the time looking out the window, daydreaming and wanting to be out with my friends playing football. And yeah. it, like that can, you know, things like that, like can dictate then, you know, the course of your life because he ended up then being put in, in a D class and then you're, yeah. you're plodding along, you know, for your interest search, you might do so many honors. And so, so, um, and you're leaving cert as well. It was a snapshot of you on that day, wasn't it? And that's what I don't like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't like like those snapshots because they are a lot is is a lot is um, that snapshot kind of does go for a lot the rest of your life, like the leave insert and everything. I coming up to my leave insert, I studied, studied, studied. I knew everything inside out, but I went in on that day and because I was so anxious my emotional brain was like way up here my logic was gone and my brain was saying what are you doing get out of here get out of here get out of here dismiss you're gonna die you're gonna die so like mm. how was I supposed to bring in my logic and you know actually sit the exam I couldn't but the snapshot of me on that day was like when it comes to academia like worthless but if I had done that exam like when I was really calm, I would have come out and people have said, oh my God, she's quite clever. So I I absolutely hate that. And Mm. when I was teaching or when I was studying to be a teacher, to be a secondary school teacher, um, I'd done my HDIP in UCD. And I I remember learning all about my subject. I learned how to teach my subject um I remember all of that clearly and the history of education all of that but I genuinely and I and I'm saying that I don't remember this because someone else can come in and say no we did but I genuinely don't remember learning about the students we were teaching the kids their minds um the psychology behind it I don't ever remember anything like that and as far as I know in primary school teaching and I am so open to being um corrected by this it's really not there's no psychology in the te- in in that you're teaching the young people it's all what you're teaching and hmm. teachers then are expected to be psychologists you know it's yeah. it's a bit all over the place you know so I think we have come a long way but I think there's a long way to go in education still yeah uh, one thing that comes across uh, with you Karina is the passion for the work that you're doing um, working with, with with children um you really have as I said a flair for it and a passion for it don't you I do well thank you very much but I certainly <laughs> have a passion for it I do I think it just goes back to me being a big kid underneath I love messing and I love messing with kids I mean you wouldn't know what would be happening in this room parents like parents are used as props as well I'm a prop but you wouldn't know what is going on um, I do love that. I love that every day is different. Um, I do a lot of work with the parent as well. The parent is actually mm. really important. I'll always have my my first session will always be with the parent because right. link like that there is a, there is a link throughout the generation and how the parent was brought up and how what they experienced in their life as a child is very important in the child end that I'll be seeing because the reactions of the parent to what the child is going through may actually be a reaction of their past and what they were like at the age of eight. 
you know right yeah so like parents might be um they might be they might come in and they might be responding to how they were brought up you know and and they might be angry about something but it could be you know angry at their parent for something you know so there it's 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 quite um complex in when you're dealing with a child you're not just dealing with the child you're dealing with the parent and their inner child mm -hmm. as well and and allowing them to release any emotion from that and when you speak to parents about their childhood um you know you can gain a lot of understanding and help them understand a lot so that they can go away then and look at you know how they want to um parent how they want to parent and what kind of values they want to take into that and they can release a lot of old stuff that they've been clinging on to right right because uh, the parents can unravel some of the good work that that you do would that be true to say at times oh my god absolutely like i'm one of the biggest ways they can unravel it is um so you'd have to make sure that you have all of this prep done with parents that they go with you because parents have lost that magic they've lost that imagination so i'll come in we'll be doing magic and we'll do whatever and then the kids will be like wow my god the fear is gone or whatever and then it's amazing work and just as we get to the door to leave, the parent will turn around and say, right, sure, we'll see how that goes now. We'll see if the fear will come back now. We'll see how that goes. Sure, we'll let you know how we get on. And right there and then, yeah. they've literally just put it back in. You yeah. know, I know, I know that. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't happen too much now because I've learned, I've learned to say to parents now, you're going with me on this journey mm. with this and so that's why I actually love having parents in with me as well because they see what I'm doing and all of that and then they um they take you know that home with them and it, it's it's very much like a performance in here you know you're using your voice a lot and you're yeah bring a lot and you're really it's kind of it's, you know, it's a performance that you're doing so they're taking that element home which can be quite funny as well, because you can have parents who are really kind of, um, you know, oh, great at the old technology and logical and, you know, talking straight and all of that. And then they have to get in, find their little kids, you know, and they have to find that and bring that out. And, yeah. So, I know it's great. Well, you know, I, I know for you say the same with your children that uh, we learn from our children as well don't we and I'm sure you learn from the children you work with and yeah. that, that was one of the things that I've always said uh, when I had children that I've learned more from them in many ways than they have for me because yeah. they are so creative and they're so you know their their imagination is so great because mm. sometimes like when, when we grow up and us grown-ups as at times <clears throat> we can lose you know the ability to imagine at times you know yeah absolutely and that's something that all all children have and mm -hmm. that great potential in that way yeah I, I can see it with my own with my own children on a daily basis which is great great it's food for me as well food for the soul isn't it oh it is it can keep us young it can keep us young and absolutely I mean, even like if you have just sit down and have a conversation with a three-year-old about something it's just energizing. It really is. 
how their little mind works and where their mind goes off on a tangent and you can really just go with them and it can be really a really wonderful thing to do you know they're 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 great absolutely and what different um presenting issues would you mainly work with or would it be a variety of different a variety of different things different things yeah i mean mostly everything kind of just comes back to anxiety separation anxiety uh fears phobias lack of confidence it's a big thing um yeah lack of confidence is massive actually i think that i think the over over parenting and the over protection that society is you know lashing down on us is really chipping away the confidence of our kids because we are like I mean when I was growing up you'd you'd get on your bike and you go off and you wouldn't come back till dinner time your mother wouldn't know where you were whereas yeah. now we have phones we can track our kids we have gates or we have we know where we are 24 7 we have you know we have our doom and gloom um doom and gloom news all the time on the air every hour we're hearing how bad the world is and like, I mean, the world was always, the world was always dangerous, but we're just hearing all the time now. So we're going into this. That's right. We're protecting them from being bored, like giving them tablets all the time. Like I, I cringe when I That's see toddlers in a buggy with a tablet, like um, we're protecting yeah, them. Yeah, from absolutely. Art or failing or anything like that. And it's, it's just really chipping away at their sense of uh, problem solving. It's, it's, like there's always been more in the world and there's so much fear out there and it, it can be hard to protect our, our, our children from that as well and as you say like it can be over protection yeah, uh, an example has come to my mind is that recently um, my two have um, been getting the bus to school uh, from where we live yeah. in Furry Bank in Waterford um, and they hadn't run this bus only they started running it in September for this term and they're really enjoying that that's given them such a sense of independence oh, you know we've been on the bus today it's great and telling us all about who was on the bus and you yeah. know um, the enjoyment they're getting from that because before that it was very much like you pick them up from school and you have to be right at the gate because you know they can't walk more than 50 yards or you know they might get you know, it's it's that fear thing. Um, and like, I, I'm the same. Like when I grew up in the 80s, I used to walk home from school with my school bag. And many times on my own, I think it was, you know, the guts of uh, a kilometre, which, you know, I was only, again, I was only eight, nine, ten. But uh, like times have changed, I think, like some, you know, in, in many ways for the better. But, you know, in, in other ways, it's... um. It's, it's for worse you know it's it's a it's a balance isn't it it's a line i think definitely is a balance yeah at the moment it's it's it can be ott as i say in the protection yeah. side of it yeah. you know we need to give our, our our children the freedom to express themselves and to you know get that sense of independence at at yeah. um, you know especially my daughter now is like 10 like 10 is an age where she's She's springing up, and and you know, as you know, you you've been there, done that, wearing a t-shirt, mm-hmm. and um, we live quite a, a distance away from uh, the grandparents. Uh, both sets are up in Langford, 
And every time they see him every couple of months, you're like, geez, I can't believe how, you know, how much you've sprouted, how much you've grown, yeah. how much you've changed and stuff. But, uh, so they're always, you know, they grow up quick, do you know? They do. This and, is it. They, do. they grow up very quick. Blink of an eye. Yeah. And it's that's why I, I'm definitely mindful of the time that I spend with my children. Mm. That I know that, you know, it does bang, it's gone before you know it because you, you meet so many people. Uh, parents yeah. that have been there done that and says you know it goes so quick like you need to really enjoy it and Isn't you know it? especially in it... secondary school it just goes like that right it just go it just it's crazy and people um other parents said that to me wait look went to secondary school and i didn't really take any heat till anna went into secondary school it feels like she only went in last year and she's doing her junior cert already it just flies by does, doesn't it? Mm. And Karina, have you any plans to write any more books or would you like to tell us a little bit about the books that you have written? I mean, like the, I haven't read them, but look like fascinating stories within. Yeah, well, I wrote that um, for kiddies with anxiety, but I love, I actually love writing. Writing is one of my passions. And right. going back to when I was a teenager, writing, I used to, I used to write about how I felt, not so much journaling, but I used to do a lot of poetry. I used to write down right. how I would feel in poetry. And I loved it, loved it. Um, so I do really enjoy writing. And on my first career, bro- or career break, um, I wrote a fictional novel. Um, and I love, I love that. I love writing fictional novels. Um, so I wrote that and I have the sequel to that half written, but I just can't get back to it. I just can't get back to it. It is, it's just work is genuinely so busy, so busy. And it's just hard to get back to getting my head into that. I have another kiddies book, um, written. I'm just, my kids are actually illustrating it, so it's taken some time. It's called Charlie's Bubble. Um, so that hopefully will get sorted, done and dusted sometime very soon. Um, but yeah, I love writing, absolutely love writing. But at the moment, uh, work is keeping me very, very busy. Great, great stuff. Well, that's, that's great. Yeah, it, it, Congratulations. It, 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 isn't. it is and it isn't. Like, it yeah. is great, but I mean... And this is something that, you know, I would urge all hypnotherapists to really, you know, come out of their comfort zone if if they are uncomfortable working with kids and teens and, and give it a go because there are so many kids out there, there are so many teens out there and so many parents out there who really are, are searching for help. I mean, I have, I'm booked up till January and then at the moment I'm 46 on a waiting list for afterwards. Wow. And people say, oh, my God, that's great. But you know what, Trevor? It is actually heartbreaking when someone yeah. rings you or texts you and they have such and such thing going on and you can't fit them in. It is. It's genuinely you just I want to help everybody. But at the same time, um, I work. So I work when my kiddies go to school. I work from half nine till three and I see 16 right. clients a week. And then I do some voluntary work up in one of the schools. So it is quite busy. And like, you know, then I go home to my kids and I go home to my second job. So I try and I balance out between working here and then being mommy and being there for them as well. Sure. Um, what, what are your passions outside the work that you do? 
Um, I don't really What's have. Your... I have lots of passions. I have. Are you too busy to have any? <laughs> yeah, well, at the moment, I'm a, I'm a taxi. So, yeah, I'm a taxi at the moment. So at the moment, it's just, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of being there for my kids, going in and practicing what I preach, you know, and looking after myself. I get to the gym um, a couple of times before work in the mornings. Uh, my kids do taekwondo, horse riding, hockey. And they're very big into that. So there's a lot of driving around and stuff like that. And then I just try. We have a family every night. We have a family meal. Um, so that's where we all come together and that's very important. And then family time at night time is very important. So yeah, it's just trying to get a balance, isn't it? Between work and home and kids. And I do Absolutely find is. that I, it, yeah, definitely. And I find that I am in a really lucky position that I can do that, Trevor. That I can do that because there's a lot of parents who can't. I'm 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 really can sure. set sure. my own hours to do that. That I'm because when good. I was teaching, I was commuting as well, so I wasn't getting home till six. And right, you know, the challenges that we that we, that we face, and like I um, have, I can relate to that. Um, the couple of weeks, I think, it was three or four weeks after the Irish Hypnotherapy Conference. I was on such a high from that, and mm. you know, highly motivated and. You know, I still am, but back then I was like really up there and, you know, but that was, uh, it was unrealistic, um, or like it wasn't sustainable long term because after three or four weeks, you know, you're feeling that little bit of burnout and all of a sudden you realize, well, I haven't spent much time with my kids recently, like just quiet time or I haven't done different things, um, you know, listen to the records or like, because it was constantly focused on work stuff and, and getting myself out there and because I had that inspiration from the conference yeah. but it is important to get that balance isn't it, in your life that yeah that I you need it is important to get that balance and I also think it's important to remember that we're human and that as humans we're going to have ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs and at the moment now I'm oh I have this kind of like sinus infection at the moment so I haven't got to the I haven't got running all week and if I don't get any exercising, I feel rubbish. And yeah, you know, kind of when you don't look after yourself, you feel rubbish. But um, so I'm just I'm trying to be kind to myself and saying, you know, it's okay. I'm feeling a bit crappy at the moment, but you know, I'll get back up there. Whereas years ago, years ago, like when I was a teen, if I got that, if I got into that down part. I give out to myself so much. I was so hard on myself. And why are you feeling like this? Now you haven't gone to the gym today. Blah, blah, blah. And that berating ourselves for being there really stops us from getting back up there. So I think that it's important to have a balance and to remember that we're human and that we are going to go through those waves, you know, and that we will get back up on top again. And we get back up quicker when we're, you know, allowing ourselves to do that. And they are truly words of wisdom. I was going to ask you, uh, have you any departing words of wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners? But I think you've just just given us some. Is there anything else that you would like to add that you that if it comes into your mind, you might like to share with us? Well, I think in terms of the work that I do with the kids and the teens and the parents and families, I think that um, the connection 
connection is important that we connect with our little people and that we you know show up for them and I think that is important because I think that once kids have a connection to their parents uh, because they are they're half of each parent so they are looking up to who they are you know and right. that they are their role models and I think that once they have you know that good connection I think that's you know really valuable and connection you know these things so they can really stop us from having that connection yeah. you know because a lot of us can find ourselves you know yeah did you have a good day at school but you know being really disconnected while we're on our phone so just really taking time out to sit down connect with our with our with people in our house i think that is very very valuable absolutely i totally agree with that it's, it's that is your powerful words of wisdom and folks um, I know I'm going, going to be taking uh, that on board and hope uh, you guys do as well. Um, so, Karina, it's been fantastic uh, talking to you here today on the podcast. And thanks Thank so much for taking the time out to uh, to be here on the podcast. Oh, it was an honor. Thank you for asking me. Thank you. You're very welcome. I've really enjoyed the chat and the discussion I've had with you. And you're amazing. Keep up the great work that you're doing. Thank you. And you are too, Trevor. Loving the podcasts. Great stuff. Great stuff. Thanks very much for that. And look, well, the podcast is only as good as the guests I have on. And, you know, I've had on great guests so far. And you're just another wonderful guest that has come on to share your knowledge and and skills and, and wisdom with myself and our listeners so thanks very much for that just one more thing before you go yeah. you know, I, I mentioned to Emma knowing that you know you're you're um you have a couple of props and, and puppets that like your personalities are fantastic and the, the, is there any of them that you could say hello yeah. say goodbye with? because they'll be watching this podcast uh when it comes out yeah stitches still has her bandage there now so stitches is great if someone comes in and they they've kind of a fear of getting hurt or anything like that and the kiddies would help me just bandage her back up she's she's great now frankie is a bit cheeky are you sure you want frankie to come in well, frankie's very welcome in the podcast karina we've got no frankie no oh here he comes already now no he wants to give you a kiss Oh, thanks, Frankie. Oh, Frankie, that's Trevor. Do you like Trevor? Yeah, he's <laughs> Hi, Frankie. Good. Oh, he really likes you. He really likes you, don't you? Yeah. Wow. Frankie is just so cheeky, aren't you? Aren't you? So, Frankie, can you do me a favor? He does this all the time. What? He is very handsome. Yeah, he said you're very handsome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Frankie. I'll have to have him on the podcast uh, in the future. <laughs> he said that you haven't aged at all because he's seen your picture the other day of when you were younger. <laughs> he said you haven't aged. He's, you're amazed. He wants to know what cream do you use on your face? <laughs> yeah, he's having no, a look at you now. No. So, will you do me a favor? What do you mean, no? You won't do me. Will, will you do Trevor a favor? Okay, Trevor wants to ask you to say hello to his kitties. So it's Emma and Owen, isn't it, Trevor? Emma and Owen, indeed, Frankie. Okay. 
Wow. Did you hear that? He said hello to Emma and Owen. He's a bit shy. He's a bit shy because he he doesn't speak loud. You're a bit shy, aren't you? He's as my granny would say, he's a devil. (laughs) Brilliant. So so for Karina, Frankie, Stitches, um, I've like really enjoyed the convo here and thanks so much again for coming on and, and sharing yourself um and and you, the great work that you're you're doing and and frankie as well and look you're, you're very welcome back in the show at some point in the future of course and maybe we can do part two oh um, that's okay with frankie you instead you. but you'll have to find your voice frankie yeah we do work with some kids here who um have that terrible name selective mutism there's an awful t- the names for things trevor are really bad aren't they like all of these disorders and stuff like that yeah. but uh, frankie really connects with a lot of people with selective mutism don't you yeah yeah wow. uh, he's great he's great aren't you yeah he is great stuff well oh, thanks frankie thanks a million and we'll have you back we'll have you in the podcast and green it back hopefully yeah. At some time uh, in the future. But for yeah. now, Karina, we let you go. Thanks a million again. Yeah, because we have to go and get our client, don't we? Yeah. Right. Listen, Great thank stuff. you. And we'll talk to you soon. Great stuff. And hopefully you're feeling a bit better. Oh, thank very you. Very soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Karina, best of luck okay. with everything and keep up the great work. And, you know, onwards and uppers, you're doing fantastic um, work. And I know you're an inspiration for me. And I'm sure oh. many more out there that are doing. Uh, the work that we're doing so well done so see you guys take care thank you and folks it's that time again to say goodbye so until next time take care of yourselves be good to yourselves be good to each other and we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast take take care folks bye